previously on Libel the Bible. Rusty tries to calmly urge the audience to leave feedback. Scott declares war on cock punch. We learn the origin story of Marvel's, I mean the Bible's, first superhero. He's a cross between Yosemite Sam, the rootin'est, tootin'est, shoot 'em upper, and the Tasmanian Devil. Basically, he destroys just about everything in his path. Like tearing apart a fucking lion. And a town of 300. I wonder what he'll destroy next. I guess we'll find out today on episode giggity 69. <laughs> nice. What did you say, Scott? You're not worried about anything. I'm not worried about that in particular. That in particular. And by that, Scott means the Bible. Hey, everybody, I'm Rusty. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Scott. And this is Libel the Bible. (sighs) Libel the Bible. What episode are we doing tonight, Russ? Tonight? Yeah. Is it a special number, Scott? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's 69. Yeah, so we're doing episode 69. So as you can imagine, like the childish uh, jokes are running wild, running wild. I I wish we had done it on, we're in April and we could have done it on 420, but we missed that date. So yeah, not by a lot. Well, not by a lot. lot. But we can't claim this. We could say this is 420. Nobody's going to know. So you know what's stupid? There was, there's (laughs) a a movie theater in my neighborhood. It's like, it used to be an independent movie theater, but then they realized like they want to start making money. So now they're showing like real movies. But on 419, they were playing Reefer Madness. And it's like, why wouldn't you play that on 420? Like Reefer Madness. Yeah, yeah, like they missed it by one weird. day. Do they at least play it on 420 as well? No, just 419. Uh, they played Reefer Madness. Maybe they get so high they just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they forgot. Speaking, speaking they, of movies, did you ever see The Big Lebowski? Yes. A- you, Amy is a huge fan of The Big Lebowski. I wish I had known that. We discussed this, I think. We did talked we? about this. Yeah, it's like one of those movies where you have to be into the characters All right, and so, like lines. You're not necessarily following the plot because the plot's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so buddy of mine is a huge fan. Like, goes to like Big Lebowski conventions or whatnot. I don't know what how big these things are. You know, I'm sure they're not Star Trek level, but um, so when I told him that I saw the movie, and I was Shots like, fire. I was like, eh, eh. He was like, what? He was like, yo, man, one day we got to go see it. I was like, go see it, huh? So after like a week after he said that, they re-released into the theaters last week for its 30th anniversary or something. So I let him know. So I took a ride up there. And uh, he was he was trying to, he's like, hey, we'll pop a gummy and then we'll go see it. I was like, well, I never did a gummy, but yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. By the time I got there, he said, it's too late to take a gummy. We just had to go in sober. So we went to go see it, re-released in the theaters. And I got to tell you, man, either I wasn't paying attention the first time because I didn't remember any of the plots. It was quite humorous. Cult following status. And then he tried to explain, listen, it came out in the 90s. He was in his early 20s, high all the time. He went to see it stoned. So it became like a cult classic for him and people like him. So the theater was pretty packed, and people were reciting some of the better lines, you know, while it was going on. But yeah. all in all, it was it was pretty humorous. So it was almost like a low rent version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, where people like in the audience were reenacting 
just moments. just shouting out lines. Not really. No, no, there's nobody getting up and acting shit out. But it was a well. Was, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, all right, all right. That's a line from the movie that people cite often. Oh, right. You kind of sounded like him when you said that. Just really now. ties the room together. Uh, John Goodman was awesome. Rug. John Goodman was. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> And he's bashing that car, and that poor man runs out. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty funny. Fucking, yeah, it was. It was. It was much funnier than I remember it since I didn't really remember it at all. So I'm yeah. glad I did the had the experience. Right. Um, so since we're on uh, media, I've just on the last episode of season one of The Expanse. I watched the first nine episodes. I'm about to watch the tenth episode, and then I'm fairly certain I'm done with the show. You don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that everyone said it's like this great like science fiction like show it. and it's fucking great and it's fucking this mm. and it's fucking that. And like it was built up so much and it's like what it is what is, it is it's a high budget sci-fi show. You could tell they put a lot of like effort into the production value that's written not so gr- It's got a decent storyline yeah, because it's yeah. based on books. So you could tell like the stories in the books are probably way better than like – the script is not that great. Mm. The acting mm. is not that great. Yeah. Um, it's 10 episodes. It could have been th- four episodes. If they had made this show four episodes, it would have been great. It would have been a great movie. But they stretched it out much further, and so the plot was like thinned out tremendously. Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. It was one of my Yeah, people like it. Enjoyable. People like I'm, the experience. I'm just up here saying it was the greatest. It was fucking you know, yeah. life-changing. No, but I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it gets better in like the second season. I don't have a memory like you do for shows, so yeah. I don't know if it was it got better or not. Um, I don't know. Usually, yeah. usually I, I'm captured by a show, and then it usually goes downhill from there. So I can't tell you if it right. got better or not. So, but I liked it. overall. I have a fond remembrance of it. All right. But I had no memory of the Big Lebowski, and that was pretty good too. Yeah, the Lebowski was good. Oh, well, I heard so you know who did that? That's the Coen Brothers. Yeah. What else did they do? The name sounded familiar. They made a lot. They made Fargo. <laughs> They made Raising uh, okay. Arizona. They made No Country for Old Men. I mean, it's they made a lot of movies. Gotcha. Barton Fink. They made a lot of movies. Hmm. Nice. Good for the Coen brothers. Yeah. Are those the ones that became trans women? No, those are the Wachowski brothers. They made oh, right, the, right. the Matrix movies. They made the movies. Matrix yeah, yeah. movies, yeah. Um, so I did want to bring this up. I had like a big rant last episode about our audience like leaving feedback, right? Yeah. Then yesterday at night, somebody tweeted at us and they were like, hey, I don't know how to use like social media. Can you message us? Can you message me? And I went and I looked at the account and it was like a brand new account following like 15 other accounts and nobody was following them. So it was like a new account, like brand new, April 2023 joined. So I messaged them back. I was like, uh, you wanted to reach out to us. And today they responded. Now, I'm going to read this direct message. Can I speculate first? Go ahead. Um, Did you think by seeing that they were a new account with not many followers that what they said was truthful? They aren't media savvy. This is something they're just getting into and perhaps they only did it to communicate with us. Do I think that that Before was the case? The account just a, just a, just a feedback on us, man. Yes. Oh, wow. That's All exactly right. what happened. Now I'm excited. I hope this tweet doesn't let me down, man. Okay. 
So, uh, I received this. I I sent a direct message. You wanted to message us? Here's today's response. Good morning, guys. I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy and how amazing your podcast is. I do not have a social media presence and created this account just to message you. No way. While I cannot offer you anything in the way of exposure, I can offer you a sincere great job and an eventual Patreon donation. Our Facebook account is a combined family one, so my better half nixed the Facebook link. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I live in rural Oklahoma and I'm a blue atheist surrounded by some well-meaning, some vicious slash stupid, some cruelly obtuse religious bubbas. I only started listening in February, and I'm up to episode number 34. So I would just like to say this. This person, unprompted, unprompted, Mm -hmm. because they're only up to episode 34, went and started an account just to, like, communicate this to us. They didn't have to be berated like our longtime fucking loyal audience oh, apparently no. needs to be constantly berated because we didn't get any feedback from current listeners. Yeah. So this is like someone that's only up to episode 34 who's providing feedback unsolicited. Okay. Yeah. So shame on the actual audience. Okay. Yeah. Where this bumpkin from Oklahoma. Oh, no, stop, <laughs> That's what I'm already grabbing my head for, man. So they they, they, they they reached out at episode 34. I'm like, they have no idea how abusive you're going to get towards people from Oklahoma. <laughs> how berating towards the audience you're going to get. I mean, listen. This, they're yeah. going to look back at their message and go, that did not age well. I should not. I, I expect an update to this in a couple of months. All right. So let me continue. Uh, this person continues. I feel like we have to clean the room. I put the dirty <laughs> socks away, clean, mop the floors. I only started listening in February, and I'm up to episode number 34. I love the rapport, the tangents, and the interpretation that you offer. Thank you so much. So it's great to hear because, one, we know where they're from. They're in Oklahoma. They're obviously like in like – they're surrounded by ignorance basically. Dude, don't be like, great, we know that where they're from. <laughs> that sounds stalkerish, man. Well, it's it's an insight into the demographic. Okay. They're surrounded okay. by ignorance. Gotcha. I'm not talking about the religious people. I'm just talking about the fact that they're in <laughs> Oklahoma. They're <laughs> surrounded by like, yeah, look at my cowboy hat. Woo-hoo. Let's go shit stomping. Uh, the opinions of Rusty do not reflect <laughs> the opinions of the podcast. <laughs> we got a square dance tonight, boy. Woo. Uh, All right. This person doesn't stop. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's. Oh, this is this is rambling. I can deal with depth more. All right. So, since you did not ask, how does none of your pop culture references slash connections to Leviticus slash Exodus involve Stargate, the movie? It is a freaking highly advanced alien who lands their pyramid-shaped ship in ancient Egypt, rules over the people as a god kidnaps a bunch of Egyptian, flies away, and inspires the mythology. Then, Kurt Russell and U.S. military nuke the alien slash God. It is so fitting. I did mention Stargate, but only in reference to having dropped a tab of acid when I went to see it. 
but I don't okay. remember if we discussed it in terms of was the was the, did the pyramids built by the time the Bible started, or were they built after the the stories of the Old Testament? They were built a, a really a long time ago, like before long, long well, before anything we've read. How come there's no mention of it? Of the pyramids, like you're leaving Exodus. Like instead of going, we went by the shores of some river we never heard of. Like we made a left at the fucking pyramid. Take a left at the Great Pyramid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, not the little one. It continues. Some of your alien slash Yahweh theories talk about how cleaning slash holy rituals for the body to enter Yahweh's chambers could be disinfected slash clean room, anti room, and or forced breeding program to ensure certain genetic traits are more prevalent in the, quote, chosen people. To that point, Tay-Sachs is a degenerative neurological disease common in certain Jewish populations. It has to be inherited with a gene from both parents and is fatal to children. However, if you only inherit one Tay-Sachs mutation, you do not get the disease but you do get some immunity to tuberculosis. Let Yahweh's clans and rules for procreation and weird purification processes commence. Think of populations Fantastic. with think of think of populations with sickle cell disease where malaria is endemic, but it grants some immunity to malaria. Populations with cystic fibrosis, uh, Western Europeans in parentheses who have some immunity to infectious diarrheal disease, like cholera, and also tuberculosis. TB and diarrheal disease were commonplace in ancient civilizations. I think that the ancient Greeks even described the process of TB. It is definitely a, quote, wasting or, quote, consumption type of illness. Also, gold and silver, the main components of the tabernacle, ark, temple, etc., does have some antibacterial and antifungal properties. If I was an advanced spacefaring alien with an utterly foreign biology, immune system, and evolutionary, and evolutionary tree, stranded on a rock and dependent on a bunch of filthy, diseased, bloodthirsty apes to get the fuck out or survive, Damn right I'm culling the herd and enacting a quarantine and social control by putting metaphorical guardrails around their worst impulses. Think advanced technology being indistinguishable from magic. Thank you so much for your efforts. It is a bright spot in my day and helps me to clarify the what and why of my non-belief. And you just make me laugh. And then it ends with a quote from a book. Uh, called Turtles All the Way Down. I have that book. Do you? I do. I haven't read it yet. So I it's use... On my, it's, so, on my, it's on my next to read list. So that guy, John Green, who wrote that book, I've never read any of his novels. They're uh, like young adult novels. Yeah, it's a young person's novel. Uh, but I have used his videos. He has uh, a set of videos called Crash Course. And when I was teaching in the classroom, I used like a lot of the American History Crash Course mm-hmm. videos. They're actually really interesting. They're like 10-minute animated like synops- synopses of like critical periods in American history. Gotcha, gotcha. So what's the quote? Hey, wait, the, is it going to give away the book? Because I'm going to read it soon. No. Okay. The quote <laughs> is from a character called Sturgill Simpson. Every time I take a look inside that old and fabled book, I'm blinded and reminded of the pain caused by some old man in the sky. Nice. 
Nice. So that was a message from one of our listeners. They just started in February. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Welcome to the um, uh, the libelites. <laughs> like we were Is supposed to come up with a name for our, our for our, for our crew. Yeah, I, I thought we'd settled on fucking humps. <laughs> Wasn't fucking humps. No, you said that a lot last week. But, uh, I did. Yeah. So, well, I, I, I'm, I'm glad we have somebody, uh, and I hope you don't, in 30 episodes, they're not really, really disappointed with your behavior. But I do want to point out, like, number, the seventh uh, on the list of what if God was, yeah, was the creepy androgynous Stargate kid, Ra. In yeah. episode 19, we did mention No, him. we've definitely talked about, like, Stargate. We've definitely, like, broken down the genetic. And anyone who has watched Stargate would have to believe it's so much more believable than what this book is depicting. Yes. I like that whole idea. You had mentioned genetic manipulation quite a bit, certain traits and everything. But isn't it interesting that you could get a disease that could be deadly, but it makes you immune to tuberculosis? Tuberculosis was probably a disease that Yahweh couldn't deal with. He had to eradicate that. So he starts fucking around with alien biologies, and mistakes were made. Now you got sickle cell, but you ain't going to get malaria, which will kill Yahweh. So that's very interesting theories, man. All right, let's get him on the show, man. Because I, I feel like is malaria and um, tuberculosis, those are like airborne, right? I think malaria, no. I think malaria has to be like from like a... It's from a, drinking mosquitoes, it? I think. drinking water? I think mosquitoes spread it, so it must be some sort of blood contact. Okay. Now, don't quote me on that, you know. I, we, we've said several times, do not come here for medical advice. Sure. <laughs> or really much of any advice. Yeah. All right, so Russ, you want to just... You want to just stop the episode now? I mean, I don't think we're getting higher than this. I think I think that was a nice boost shot in the arm, and I think we shouldn't waste it and like get depressed by reading the Bible. Um. Well, here's the thing, Scott. We have a lot of pressure on us now because this person obviously relies on us to make it through the week without having to put like a fucking gun in their mouth and blowing their brains out, <laughs> having to live in Oklahoma. Where there's easy access to guns. Very easy access. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows how much Bud Light has been consumed at this point. Not many, not much in the last couple of weeks, though. <laughs> Come on. All right. All right. Oh, I feel good about this now. Now I feel like I want to give the audience what they want. A good show? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what? I don't know how I, I still... Can't you just take a little good and run with it? No, listen. I brought it up and I expressed my gratitude to this person, but again... This person did this unsolicited, this really nice gesture. They reached Ooh. out. You know, they didn't have to be yelled at. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, it makes me wonder, where's the rest of the audience? You you, you remind me of, like, a character in a show that, like, makes a rash decision because, like, the telegram didn't come through or the letter got lost <laughs> in the mail. Or, like, I overheard a conversation <laughs> in another room and now I think my roommates yeah. are, like, all having sex. <laughs> You think they're smoking the carton of cigarettes, but they're just really giving it to their uncle for his birthday? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to drink to that. We're going to get right back to the show. But before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition, we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join in the conversation. And now, back to the show.
So we are back in um, Stiff Neck Studio, Studio B, for the first time in months. Very nice. Scott did a very good job of decorating the walls. <laughs> we'll have to put pictures of that because that's up for opinions. Not that anybody would give an opinion, but... Um, so, uh, yeah, the sound dampening stuff on the walls is just random stuff I had laying around my house. So in several places I've lived over the years. But um, you know. Yeah, you might hear a little bit of like an echoey thing, but yeah, whatever. Maybe not. You know. It gives us some bass, right? It's a bass in our voice. You don't want to hear echo, join, the, join our Patreon and, you know, we'll move into a studio. Yeah. Yeah. I want to move into the Bible, man. We're at uh, Libel the Bible. I'm sorry. No, we're not. We're at patreon.com slash libel the Bible. You know what? I want to get into the Bible, but I want to point something out. Do you realize I'm sitting on a chair for the first time? Remember, I was sitting on a stool that the wheel fell off, okay. and then I was sitting on a milk crate. While we're in the studio, you mean? You're yeah, sitting on a chair studio, for the yeah. first time. Okay. So this is the first time I'm sitting on a chair. I so didn't notice because I don't, I don't notice you. I don't care. That's fine. So I'm going to point out. Is it fine? I'm going to point out. No, it's not, man. But it's right. not something we need to discuss on the air, man. <laughs> okay. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna say enough bad things, <laughs> and people are going to form their own opinions without me having to jump on All top right, of you. All right, go ahead. Man. You're right. I'm sorry. So I went to throw the garbage out last week or the week before. At 8 p.m.? Uh, it was right before that got enacted. So uh, I see this, like, office chair. You know, me, me and my neighbor, we put our garbage pails right in the same spot, right? So I, I see the, there's a chair there, and I see my neighbor. I was like, yo, what's up with that chair? He goes, ah, the wheels don't move no more. Ah, the chair's garbage. I was like, so I'm going to take it. So I took a chair out of the fucking garbage, just like this TV came out of the garbage. Mm-hmm. This chair came out of the garbage, and sure enough, the five wheels didn't roll. They roll now. It's because I broke the wheels apart to see what the hell they wouldn't roll. Yo, man, it was hair. In all five wheels, 20 years of hair caught up in the axle. Yeah. So I pulled some strange person's hair. Maybe it's like Out of this hair. chair Does for this two hours. No, this cats? is human hair. This was human hair, man. It was long human hair. I know what his family looks like. I know whose right. hair it is. So what? I mean. Right? It was so bad. I should have taken a picture. By the time I got all the hair out of it, my floor looked like in a barbershop. You know, all the hair that's around the barbershop. Yeah. They look like that. You ever pull hair out of like your asshole and you're like, how the fuck did this get here? Like long strands of hair. You've never had that? Yeah, but I knew where it came from. <laughs> yeah, like either you, your partner's, not you certainly. Cause You've never seen how flexible you're bald. I am. Oh, that too. Um, so my point being... I'm sitting on a chair that came out of the garbage that had 20 years of someone else's hair on it that I had to clean up. So I don't appeal to the patron, to the, the lack of patronage often, but that's what I'm sitting on right now. Right. This is the point I'm trying okay, to make. Okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's creaky. It's really creaky. You hear yes. this thing? Yes. But this it, is the kind of equipment that we're forced to use to produce this quality content. And the last thing I sat on was a stool I, I, I took for, uh, uh, that was being thrown away, and the wheel fell off. <laughs> Just saying. I got to tell you, man, I, I, I see these celebrities. Everyone starts their own podcast, and they don't do two-thirds of the quality content that we do. But they're, like, set up in beautiful studios with, like, all great it's equipment. Amazing. And they're fucking dullards. Yeah. Dullards. Yeah. But they have 14 million followers. Yeah, because they're famous. Yeah. And for people... What? what? What are they famous for half the time? For being famous half the time. What about this guy, Samson? Is he going to be famous? Samson's already famous. So? It's up to you. Jesus beta version or superhero or... Alpha? Demigod Alpha or beta. something? I don't know, man. He's filled with the spirit of uh, Yahweh. Yeah, so for... Yahweh's, for- like, basically pumped them with, like, uh, performance enhancers, I think. Like, space... Space extraterrestrial exo PEDs exo PED. All right, so there's no reason to think he's anything but human. But maybe like this, uh, this uh, what are we gonna call this person? This this person who resp- uh, 
responded to us. Maybe this is some of God's genetic experimentations. Right. Maybe he's not a God. Maybe he is just crazy experimented on. Right. Yeah. So right. this is like, uh, eh, you're right. He'd be at home in a Stargate Could be universe. right, Scott. Could be right. So that gets us to <sighs> Judges 16, Samson, and Delilah. I like that name, Delilah. Delilah. Yeah. It's lyrical. I don't like Samson. You don't like Samson Unless the name one of our listeners, or what he's done? No, well, uh, definitely not what he's done. If any of our listeners are named Samson, I'll rethink it. But right now, I'm not, not feeling Samson. But Delilah, I like. All right. You want me to begin? Why don't you begin, man? All right. You haven't heard yourself talk in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> once. The creaky chair. Once Samson went to Gaza, where he saw a prostitute and went into her. No, oh, nice. All right. I He's like just living like large. Right? Yeah, listen. After killing 300 people in this town and, like, you know, abandoning your wife and, yeah, you got to unwind. Yeah, yeah. The Gazites were told, Samson has come here. Now, is that <laughs> literal? Or, like, do they mean, like, is that, like, you know, in the prostitutes, like, boudoir, they wrote, Samson has come here? Right. It, like, why would you follow that line about the prostitute coming into it and then say he came here? Yep. It's like George Washington visited this spot yeah. in 17, whatever. Yeah. George Washington slept here. Yeah. The Gazites were told, Samson has come here. So they circled around and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. But he was laying pipe all night long. Yeah. They kept quiet all night thinking, let us wait until the light of the morning. Then we will kill him. But Samson lay only until midnight. Then at midnight he rose up, took hold of the doors of the city gate and the two posts, pulled them up, bar and all, <laughs> put them on his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that is in front of Hebron. Is he a fee-fi-fo-fum? He's like, he's a force of nature, man. Yeah. He's a human tank. And he does shit for no reason. <laughs> like, he's an unpredictable human Like, did he suspect tank. that people are lying in wait? What is going on? What I don't understand is, let's lie in wait all night, and when the sun rises, we'll kill him. Right. Why don't you sleep comfortably in your own bed, get some good rest, if that's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we gathered so early? <laughs> you got to get a wristband. Yeah, and so now he pulled the gate and the posts. So they couldn't even fucking replace the gate. The posts that held the gate, he took those too. Yeah. <laughs> like, the hinges, everything. Yeah. He's not fucking and around. He was walking out. He's like, yo, I need these. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, after this, he fell in love with a woman in the Valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. The lords of the Philistines came to her and said to her, Coax him and find out what makes his strength so great and how we may overpower him so that we, that we may bind him in order to subdue him. And we will each give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes your strength so great and how you could be bound so that one could subdue you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to finish out the paragraph. We'll come wow, back to this. she's subtle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that are not dried out, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. Then the lords of the Philistines brought her seven fresh bowstrings that had not dried out, and she bound him with them. While men were lying in wait in the inner chamber, she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. 
but he snapped the bowstrings as a strand of fiber snaps when it touches the fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Okay. You how did he find? <laughs> how did he figure out that she was like, you hmm. know? I don't know. Plotting maybe, against maybe him. Maybe because she said, <laughs> "How do we kill you?" She's like, "Look, I need to ask you something, but don't worry. I'm only asking because." My people want to bind you and kill you. So, what would be the easiest way to bind you and kill you? And I'll tell them everything but that. Yeah. Like, if you could trust the woman. I mean, that was pretty ridiculous. I thought, in honor of our 69th episode, maybe they wanted to role play. They wanted to get kink, their kink on. Like, I'll tie you up. You'll be weak and helpless for the first time in your life, and I'll run the show here. Mm-hmm. And like, But, yeah, he saw right through this bullshit. Like, step up with some S&M stuff. So now I got to assume this relationship's over, right? It just got started and it's over. I feel like you can't trust her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have mocked me and told me lies. Please tell me how you could be bound. <sighs> She's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this woman yeah. sounds like a complete idiot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be called a misogynist. I don't think the are. way people are called misogynist when they dare ask an 88 year old like dementia riddled politician who can barely show up to work when they call on her to please, please step aside to retire. They're called like misogynist. I don't want to be called a misogynist, but all evidence leads to her being dumb. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Then Delilah said to Samson. You have mocked me and told me lies. Please tell me how you could be bound. He said to her, If they bind me with new ropes that have not been used, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. The men lying in wait were in an inner chamber. But he snapped the ropes off his arms like a thread. Okay. This is why she's extra dumb. Fool me once. <laughs> Wait, well, she didn't. She didn't even fool him once. You won't get fooled again. <laughs> By the way, so I read the reason Bush fuck that up. According to him, take it for what it's worth, mm-hmm. he was trying to... F- when he, he started saying the phrase, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Very simple phrase. And the fact that he stumbled through it, everyone uses as an example of his stupidity. Right. But he said he started saying the phrase, and then he realized in the middle of saying it, they were going to have him on camera saying, shame on me. And he didn't want a soundbite of him saying, shame on me. Oh, And clever. so in the middle, he tried to like figure out a way out of it, and like that's what caused. That's what he says. That, I mean, it sounds plausible. It's plausible. Listen. Remember when we used to look at George Bush talking and going, wow, this is going to be the dumbest president ever on TV talking? <laughs> Boy, did we not know anything. <laughs> so, Samson, like, tell this is why she's extra dumb. Why would Samson allow her to bind him in the first place? He's, like, tying her there at this point. Yeah, like, that's how dumb she is. Yeah. Or she's super smart. And she loves Samson and hates the Philistines, her own people. So she's like, he's ready now. He can't get you now. And they charge in. And he just, oh, just she's whacks a double them all agent. Out. Yeah. All right. I like yeah. it. I hope so. All right. Let's see. 
Then Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me how you could be bound. He said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with the web and make it tight with the pin, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. So while he slept... Oh, now, okay, now... I wonder if she bound him while he was sleeping before. But who cares? Delilah took the seven locks of his head and wove them into the web and made them tight with the pin. Then she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson! But he awoke from his sleep and pulled away the pin, the loom, and the web. Oh. So did he slip up and actually give the, give out his kryptonite? Like, why did he undo his hair? Well, I know that his hair is the root of his power. So why did he tell her that then? Because then she could have slipped him a Mickey, too. And he wouldn't have been able to pull the, the, the stick out of his head. There are certain things in the Bible that are beyond my understanding. All right. You want to continue? I will continue. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? Has he said I love you? <laughs> Have we missed like entire chapters of like their love what affair? What happens behind closed doors? You don't hear all of it. You only hear what makes, you know. You have mocked me three times now and have not told me what makes your strength so great. Finally, after she nagged him with her words day after day and pestered him, he was tired to death. (laughs) She's the first nag in recorded history. No, actually, his other, the white, the woman he was supposed to marry nagged him so much he gave up the riddle, remember? That's right. Because he wouldn't tell his parents, he wouldn't tell her, and then... The word nagged was also used. She nagged him so much he told her. So he told her his whole secret and said to her, A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, then my strength would leave me. I would become weak and be like anyone else. So there you go. The Nazarites, you know, they've got some kind of like genetic thing in them that God's been like, you know. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this. If this is true... This is the fourth time now, right? The fourth time what? That he's giving up yes. his secret. Right. But this time she why nagged is, him so much. Why is she still putting up with him? I mean, why is he putting up with her at this point? Yeah. And why would she believe the fourth time's the charm? You know what's interesting, Scott? You're treating this like this is really possible, and you're like trying to logically like break down, That's right? Like and whereas I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. Like it's it's dumb to me. Like, she just comes out, and she's like, tell me how to defeat you. And he tells her, it doesn't work. And then she's like, well, tell me again how to defeat you. He keeps getting attacked. I don't understand. Is this supposed to be like a real situation? Or is this like a metaphor? Like, what the fuck? Here's here's what I got to tell you, man. You have the knack of when, like, people say ridiculous things to you. You can speak to them in a way and go... Well, explain to you, explain to me why that makes sense. Yeah. So you're good at that. So, uh-huh. but now you're taking this. If somebody comes at you and goes, "What about Samson Delilah in the Bible, Rusty?" Your response is going to be, "That's just dumb." No, you have to have thought it out. Have to have reasons, responses to these people. Okay. You what's, can't just be, "Oh, you're dumb." No, so you're what's your dumb. reasonable response to this? I don't have a reasonable response. Okay. Because we're not through it yet, man. All right. So he tells her, a razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God. I would become weak like anyone else. Yeah. Okay. All right. When Delilah realized that he had told her his whole secret, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, 
This time come up, for he has told his whole secret to me. Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm sure this time, like... Yeah, again, how dumb are the Philistines? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like everyone's an idiot. <laughs> then, the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hands. She let him fall asleep on her lap, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. He began to weaken, and his strength left him. Then she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. When he awoke from his sleep, he thought, I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. So the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. <laughs> they brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles, and he ground at the mill in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Oh, shit. Okay, so again, why would the Philistines even like entertain this at this point? Like, why I'm not, not going to kill him. Like, who, how are you the dude? If you know the story, the next one to run into the room when he wakes up. Like, I wouldn't do it. And what's this thing about the money? Then the lords of the Philistines came to her and brought the money in their hands. She got paid for oh. setting him up. Oh, all right, shit. I ain't saying she a gold digger. So now we're, we're led to believe that like, the hair's growing back. It's like the Hulk coming back. Like He's blind, though, right? He's got no eyes. We're about to see Samson Part 2, the sequel. Yeah, and his eyes might regenerate. We don't Who know. Knows, right? Right? Who knows? So, oh, but the next paragraph is entitled Samson's Death. Uh, so maybe. Uh, spoiler alert. Now, the lords of the Philistines gathered to offer a great sacrifice to their god Dagon and to rejoice, for they said, Our god has given Samson, our enemy, into our, into our hand. When the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has given our enemy into our hand, the ravage of our country, who has killed many of us. And when their hearts were merry, oh man, I'm sorry. And when their hearts were merry, they said, Call Samson and let him entertain us. Oh, now they're going to make a, that, wow, now they're going to toy with him? Dance. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he performed for them. They made him stand between the pillars, and Samson said to the attendant who held him by the hand, Let me feel the pillars on which the house rests, so that I may lean against them. Now the house was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, and on the roof there were about 3,000 men and women who looked on while Samson performed. Okay, let me get this straight. He's blind. He's obviously getting his strength back. He says, I want to hold the pillars that are holding up the house that 3,000 of you yuckos are like stand, sitting on top of. Again, bad idea on the Philistines' part. Well, in fairness, maybe there's you know tens of thousands of Philistines there watching, and they're the ones that are going to be entertained by him, I'm assuming, taking down these pillars and thereby killing the people in those Houses, that's entertainment. Oh, that is entertainment. It's kind of like, you know, what, what happened in the Roman Colosseum. What happened in the Roman Colosseum? What do you mean, what happened in the Roman Colosseum? Like gladiator? Oh, I thought it was like in a the Roman Colosseum. No, okay, that's fine. Like they had gladiator fights and no, lions. No, 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 no. I, thought, I thought you were talking about specific incidents. Yes, like that time that <laughs> when, when Bob was there, <laughs> right. when Bob went there, Dan, the Dan fought Leviticus. <laughs> so, for, for, speaking of gladiators, and I never understood this. From what I understand, like people were trying to, I don't know, rewrite history or clarify history, straighten it out. That 
gladiators didn't often get killed in the pits mm-hmm. in front of everybody because they were really expensive. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's hard to get a good trained fighter. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of ability to yield mm-hmm. to your enemy and mm-hmm. like not be killed. Right. For the most part, probably yes. And then they had like blowouts, you know, like they had like the Olympic Games uh, of like, like the gladiatorial yeah. like events where they recreated and enacted like famous battles where people probably did get killed because they weren't gladiators fighting gladiators. Mm, maybe it was like like an underground like fight club, like a. Like oh, a, there was definitely that. Like, too. like the gladiators were making side bucks by killing like they had vomitoriums, bro. They had what? Vomitoriums. Oh, that's gross. Where you yeah. ate so much, you just like. Bleh. Purged. I don't think that's why you were vomiting, man. You ate so much. First of all, the food was probably crappy, and you just watched people get eviscerated. <laughs> it wasn't because you was like just so stuffed. <laughs> you were watching heads get chopped off. Gross. Then Samson called to the Lord and said, "Lord God, remember me and strengthen me only this once, O God, so that with this one act of revenge I may pay back the Philistines for my two eyes." And Samson grasped the two middle pillars on which the house rested, and he leaned his weight against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. He strained with all his might, and the house fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So those he killed at his death were more than those he had killed during his life. Then his kindred, And all his family came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtatol in the tomb of his father Manoah. He had judged Israel 20 years. Not for nothing, but he sounds like the craziest of the judges. He definitely was like the most powerful. It Um, doesn't even sound like he had an army. It just sounds like he was a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah, Yeah, well, it it was in America, right? Their, 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 Their slogan was an army of one for a lot of years. Who? American's army. It was like a, an uh, army of one. If I play that back, is that what you think you said? Because <laughs> you were like, America, Nietzsche's on rugs. I'll have you know. Yeah. Not that I'm not that I'm intoxicated tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this is like my seventh day. Date. <laughs> seventh this is my seventh day. <laughs> this is my seventh straight day drinking alcohol. I might have to dry out after this week. Oh, well, I went to a lot of parties and dinners and thank stuff. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah. yeah, you had a tight recording schedule this week, huh? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And plus the Rangers are in the playoffs now, so that's like, you know, that's why I couldn't do certain days. Oh, oh, last night was a playoff game? Yes. I was at an event, mm-hmm. like in a restaurant, commemorating some stuff. Like it was a it was a it was a it was a organization event. I won't get into the details okay. of it. And every time we the people went to take pictures with, you know, the dignitaries and, and suits and everything. The Ranger game was on a big screen TV, mm-hmm. and I had to keep screaming out, either shut the TV off or move over, because you know when you take a picture, they're standing in front of like a white screen with ice, you know, because it's ice hockey, mm-hmm. and it fucks up all the pictures. Mm-hmm. So they'd move to the side, and somebody every once in a while would shut the TV off, and then every time I looked up, the TV was back on. Because somebody kept turning it One on. One dude was giving a speech. Yeah. And the guy, like, sitting at a table at the front row, like, just literally leaned around with him and was like, yo, they're fighting. Like, it was a fight. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, it's a range game. I didn't realize it was a playoff game. It's now game I understand. Two. Game yeah. two of the first round. We're playing the Devils. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a Rangers game. They're playing the New Jersey Devils. Oh, I did see that. I thought that was kind of like, like an inter, like, uh, you know, tri-city, tri-city, tri-county, tri-state rivalry. I didn't realize it was playoffs, though. All right. All right. Now I know why I kept being uh, overridden with the TV. So, Samson's dead. I'm glad he got to kill a lot of people on his way out. 
because it wouldn't be him without it. And I expected more of a story. Even though I didn't know Samson and Delilah was in the Bible, I figured it'd be more stories. I mean, basically, so what's the moral of this story? The moral of the story is God wanted to fuck with the Philistines, and so he created this, like, uberman to fucking wreck all of these Philistine-like villages for 20 years or however long it was, 20 years. Yeah. And then that's it. And then God left. And um, we got a name of another god, Dagon. Yeah. Nice. So I guess Dagon was the Philistine uh, god. Nice. nice. And that gets us to Judges 17. Uh-huh. Micah and the Levite. <laughs> Who's this guy going to kill? <sighs> Micah and the Levite. <laughs> Judge that. There was a man in the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Micah. It sounds like a lot of our listeners. What? Like people in the hill country. Like I feel like uh, a lot of our listeners are like hill folk. Hill folk? What are they, hobbits? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, darn. They're from the Shire. <laughs> hey, honey, the new episode of Libel the Bible's out. You want to listen to it now or you, later? You better not be putting that trash on in our house. Go to your own fucking trailer if you want to watch that shit. <laughs> Uh, wondering why there's going to be a rating spike next week this is what it is he said to his mother the 1100 pieces of silver that were taken from you about which you uttered a curse and even spoke it in my hearing that silver is in my possession I took it I'm sorry let's let's start from the beginning because I'm already confused there was a man in the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Micah mm-hmm. he said to his mother the 1100 pieces of silver this is always my problem we're introduced to these characters and then we're thrust like right into the middle of action without context and I'm like what is the context for this conversation the 1100 pieces of missing silver was given to Delilah to get the secret of Samson. They mentioned like giving them giving her money. Oh, is that what this That's is? Be, yeah, so and I think eleven hundred was mentioned. All right, he said. You know, you know why I didn't understand it? Because he said eleven hundred pieces of silver. He didn't say like um, how many pieces of money is this. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, nah, it doesn't matter. I don't remember a lot of things. The eleven hundred pieces of silver that were taken from you. Oh, taken? You didn't give it up to get Samson's secret? She's telling a story. I don't story. know, Scott. I think this is your whole theory. I'm not. I'm, the eleven hundred pieces of silver that were taken from you. About which you uttered a curse and even spoke it in my hearing. That silver is in my possession. I took it, but now I will return it to you. And this mother said, May my son be blessed by the Lord. Then he returned to returned the 1,100 pieces of silver to his mother. And his mother said, I consecrate the silver to the Lord for my hand, for my son, to make an idol of cast... Oh, here we go. Idol of cast metal. So when he returned the money to his mother... His mother took 200 pieces of silver and gave it to the silversmith, who made it into an idol of cast metal, and it was in the house of Micah. The man Micah had a shrine, and he made an ephod and teraphim and installed one of his sons, who became his priest. In those days, there was no king in Israel. All the people did what was right in their own eyes. Whoa. I thought they had judges. Apparently... Wait a minute. Oh, this might be in between judges. This might be after. Samson died. Samson died, and there's no judge People now. were negged on shit. Somehow he got the $1,100 back that he was supposed to give to Samson. He took that shit back after Samson died and said, what are you going to do? Send Samson after me? Mike is a scumbag. Right? And then they make a fucking cast iron idol. A cast silver idol. 
But the people did what was right in their own eyes. I think someone's going to disagree with this. Right. Like, what's with the idol? Who's going to disagree? Could it be, know. oh, I don't know, Yahweh? Yahweh? <laughs> Satan? Mm? Yeah. Now, there was a young man from Nantucket. <laughs> Who <No>. had, <laughs> he could suck it. <laughs> What was that joke? Data was started like a limerick once. There, w- there once was a. You don't know this one. Yeah, I mean, I probably do. Right. He's like, there once was a woman from like Ennis, who was shaped like a, I don't know, whatever. I don't remember. He started telling a limerick, and Picard was like, "All right, Riker." <laughs> oh, you know what I saw that was really funny though. It's a supercut of Riker. Walking into rooms and sitting down. Oh, over the chair. That, that, that it's like over. a whole. It's like a five-minute supercut. And the best part about it is, there's some scenes where he gets up, and he does like the reverse. <laughs> it's like a huge power move. It's great. All right. And I'm pretty sure that was a, the actor's choice. Oh, I'm sure about, yeah. he chose. Like he was like Riker. What kind of a man is Riker? <laughs> yeah. Now, there was a young man of Bethlehem in Judah. Of the clan of Judah, he was a Levite residing there. This man left the town of Bethlehem in Judah to live wherever he could find a place. A bum. He's a fucking bum. Yeah. This man left the town of Bethlehem in Judah to live wherever he could find a place. He came to the house of Micah in the hill country of Ephraim to carry on his work. Micah said to him, from where do you come? He replied, I am a Levite of Bethlehem in Judah, and I am going to live wherever I can find the place. Then Micah said to him, Stay with me and be to me a father and a priest, and I will give you ten pieces of silver a year, a set of clothes, and your living. If this isn't a gay arrangement, I don't know what is. He's like, mm, a gray fox, Micah. Mm, He's right. like, why don't you stay with me and be my daddy? Yeah. You know, I'll give you, That's like, weird. money. Yeah. I'll, That's like, weird. set you up. You know what I mean? He's like, he's a street person that he's hiring as, like, you know, a living, like, lover bait. He's, yeah. like, hired. Like, he's taking advantage. He's taking advantage of the fact that guy's down on his luck. Probably looks like he's going to clean up nicely. Yeah. Give him a shave, yeah. a shower. Yeah. Yeah. The Levite agreed to stay with the man, and the young man became to him like one of his sons. So Micah installed the Levite. Installed? So Micah installed the Levite, and the young man became his priest and was in the house of Micah. Then Micah said, Now I know that the Lord will prosper me because the Levite has become my priest. I don't know. You think that's the way it's going to go? You yeah, think the Lord's going to prosper? Probably not, but... I don't understand when he when he, when Mike uh, this guy shows up, he was living house to house. He was just a, he was a bum, like you said, a bum. And he's like, "Let me come. Can I stay with? Like, can I stay here to continue my work? What the fuck is your work? You're working over people. Like, like what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what this work is. I don't know. I don't care. That's the end of that chapter. Things are gonna go very well for Micah. Judges eighteen. The migration of Dan? I feel like they, like they left us hanging on the Micah story. Is that what you have too? <laughs> the migration of Dan is next for you too? All right. So this, is, so this is Judges. So what the fuck did we just read about? I don't know. What was the point? So a son. Maybe it's like a B story. A son t- gives his mom back money that someone took from her. 
She has that money turned into an idol at a silversmith in Micah's house. Is Micah silversmith? I didn't get that impression, no. All right. So that was weird. All right. So what happened was Micah was one of the um, Philistines that was looking to kill Samson. So he took $1,100 out of his mother's purse. Are you theorizing? Or is this in... I think that's a little of both, because I don't remember. I, I remember as little as you do from things we just read 10 minutes ago. Go ahead. But people promised Delilah money, and they mentioned 1,100 silver pieces. So he went into his mother's purse, stole that shit, Okay. said, here, Delilah, give us the secret of Samson, got the secret. Now that Samson was dead, he took the money back from Delilah, because he's a scumbag, and he gave it back to his mother. His mother then turned it into an idol. Mm-hmm. And then some bum showed up. <laughs> Seems very unrelated. Oh, wait a minute. This guy's a Levite? But Delilah didn't have a son. It's a son talking to a mom. No, this is just, no, it's not Delilah's son. This is just somebody's son who took money out of his mother's purse to pay Delilah to get the secret of Samson. Okay. All right. And there's a silver cast idol in this house, and a Levite showed up. This ain't a coincidence. This Levite's about to fuck this guy up. Mike don't know what he's in for. All right, let's go. All right, but then it goes the migration of Dan. So I don't know if we cut away from that story. And we're yeah. gonna, right. Oh no, here Mike is going to come up later. All right. In those days, there was no king in Israel, and in those days, the tribe of the Danite, Danites was seeking for itself a territory to live in. For until then, no territory among the tribes of Israel had been allotted to them. What about Dan? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, we're, we're, we're well past that allotment phase, right? Yeah. I mean, Samson was around for 20 years, and, and poor Dan. We're well past the allotment phase. So the Danites sent five valiant men from the whole number of their clan, from Zora and from Eshtal, to spy out the land and to explore it. And they said to them, go explore the land. When they came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, they stayed there. Oh, these five guys. So wait, uh, they got the Levite bum, and these five guys now living there. <laughs> it's probably a big house. Yeah, like, he's like on a ranch. It's Micah's flop house. While they were at Micah's house, they recognized the voice of the young Levite. So they went over and asked him, who brought you here? They recognized his voice, what, like he's a young Bing Crosby? I don't understand. Right, yeah, he's like, he's, he was like the neighboring crooner, yeah. the neighborhood crooner. Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? What is your business here? He said to them, Micah did such and such for me. <laughs> yada, 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 yada. <laughs> well, I showed up. He gave me a bath. Yada, yada, yada. I'm on retainer. <laughs> Micah did such and such for me, and he hired me, and I have become his priest. Then they said to him, inquire of God that we may know whether the mission we are undertaking will succeed. The priest replied, go in peace. The mission you are on is under the eye of the Lord. Basically, dude was like, yeah, you're good. Get out of here. I don't want you discovering this this questionable male-male relationship we're having here. (laughs) Questionable to these people in the Bible. Not questionable to me and nor nor questionable to you. Don't take that shit out of context, audience. Yeah, you fucking tell them, Scott. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like that shit. You know how many times my I see on the news my fucking words are perverted, you know taken out of context. Is? Look, when you shame have on aud- me. That's why I hear when you have an audience consisting of people in Oklahoma <laughs> and the Bible Belt, you gotta account for their lack of critical thinking. They're not really surround. They're not really making a lot of decisions over the course of a day. 
Like we are bombarded by constantly having to make snap decisions sure. at any moment. Sure. They live in places with like wide open like roads and like no people. There's there's not a lot of thinking going on. Right. You know? Right. That's probably one of the reasons they enjoy this show. <laughs> you know? You don't really have to think about too much. <laughs> Just sit there. Just sit there and take it. Just sit there and focus your wandering thoughts, man. The five men went on, and when they came to Leish, they observed the people who were there living securely, after the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and unsuspecting, lacking nothing on earth and possessing wealth. Furthermore, they were far from the Sidonians and had no dealings with Aram. When they came to their kinfolk at Zora and Eshtol, they said to them, What do you report? They said, Come, let us go up against them, for we have seen the land and it is very good. Will you do nothing? Do not be slow to go, but enter in and possess the land. When you go, you will come to an unsuspecting people. The land is broad. God has indeed given it into your hands a place where there is no lack of anything on earth. So what you're telling me is these people, these Danites, Danites, they're willing to fucking usurp entire land right from underneath another group of people that has established land rights? (laughs) That hasn't been mentioned ever in this this book, right? That is crazy. In this region of the world? These people are Israelites, are they not? They're all in Canaan, right? They yeah, got, the Danites. So, so no, I mean the people that they're gonna go usurp the land from. Oh, I don't know. So they, I stopped not, following yeah, a long time ago. They're not, they're not clear yeah. on that. So they basically say, "Oh, look at these nice Main Street people minding their business, pushing shopping carts, riding bikes th- with little ringers on mm-hmm. it." Bing, 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 yeah, it's, it's an fucking, idealic community. They're in Pleasantville, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Let's go fuck them up." Yeah, it's perfect for us. So I, that's what leads me to believe. I don't think they're Israelites. I think these are probably Philistines. Oh, okay. 600 men of the Danite clan, armed with weapons of war, set out from Zorah and Eshtol and went up and encamped at Kiriath-Jarim in Judah. On this account, that place is called Mahane Dan to this day, meaning camp of Dan. (laughs) It is west of Kiriath-Jarim. From there, they passed on to the hill country of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. Oh, let's see, Michael. Oh, shit. Then the five men who had gone out to spy out the land, that is Leish, said to their comrades, Do you know that in these buildings there are an ephod, teraphim, and an idol of cast metal? Now, therefore, consider what you will do. So they turned in that direction and came to the house of the young Levite at the home of Micah and greeted him. While the 600 men of the Danites, armed with their weapons of war, stood by the entrance of the gate, the five men who had gone to spy out the land proceeded to enter and take the idol of cast metal, the ephod, and the teraphim. The priest was standing by the entrance of the gate with the 600 men armed with weapons of war. When the men went into Micah's house and took the idol of cast metal, the ephod, and the teraphim, the priest said to them, What are you doing? They said to him, Keep quiet. Put your hand over your mouth and come with us and be to us a father and a priest. 
Is it better for you to be priest to the house of one person or to be priest to a tribe and clan in Israel? Then the priest accepted the offer. He took the ephod, the teraphim, and the idol and went along with the people. <laughs> so he got promoted. <laughs> he, I mean, listen, they're like, they presented him with an offer he couldn't refuse, really? basically. Dude knocking on the door. Hey, what's going on, Micah? Oh, these 500 dudes behind me? Don't, don't mind them. <laughs> yeah. With the battle axes and the battering rams. Listen, all we're saying is it would be quite a shame if we leave here and something bad were to befall the house. Yeah, yeah. and But I don't understand. The guy went inside, took the ephod, the teraphim, and the cast idol, but then the guys came in and took the cast idol again. Like, it was already taken. Like, it's a little editing problem. It's always bad editing in the Bible. I like when he goes, keep quiet, come with us. He must have looked at the 600 guys, <laughs> looked at Mike, and was like, later. Not a hard decision to not make. Not at all. Not at all. He's also like, I like how they're like, what would you rather do? Have this cushy job just serving one person or work your ass off for like this entire army of people? Russ, man, do you want a lead role in a cage or a walk-on pod in the war, man? Oh, shit. I can't yeah. even tell a cold steel rail from a fucking, you know, yeah. snail. What is a cold steel <laughs> rail anyway? <laughs> like it's a train rail? Yeah. All right. You think when uh, the Levite guy was leaving, he's like, and by the way, Micah, your lasagna sucked. <laughs> I faked it every night. Yeah, oh, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So they resume their journey. <laughs> by the way, what's a teraphim? I'm going to look it up right now. So you know what the other one is? Then aphod. It's like robes, priestly robes. Yeah, I think we covered that. A teraphim are small images or cult objects used as domestic deities or oracles. So it's probably like a little figurine. More fucking home gods goods. Uh, yeah, little figurines of yeah. gods. Yeah, it wasn't it's kind of like, a, remember in Gladiator, he had like those little figurines that he used to pray to? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So they resume their journey. Putting the little ones, the livestock, and the goods in front of them. Yeah, yeah, put the kids in the front in case anything bad happens. When they were some distance from the home of Micah, the men who were in the houses near Micah's house were called out, and they overtook the Danites. Whoa. They shouted to the Danites, who turned around and said to Micah, What is the matter that you come with such a company? He replied, You take my gods that I made and the priest and go away, and what have I left? How then can you ask me, what's the matter? And the Danites said to him, You had better not let your voice be heard among us, or else hot-tempered fellows will attack you, and you will lose your life and the lives of your household. Then the Danites went their way. When Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his home. All right, you know, a little respect to Micah. A couple of his boys came out of the house. He and had to, like, like, show, you know, like, he had yeah, a show. Yeah. He's still a man, still you know, a man, exactly. you can't, like, fuck care. around with me. Yeah. The Danites settle in Laish. The Danites, having taken what Micah had made and the priest who belonged to him, came to Laish, to a people quiet and unsuspecting, put them to the sword, and burned down the city. There were no deliverer because it was far from Sidon, and they had no dealings with Aram. It was in the valley that belongs to Beth Rehob. They rebuilt the city and lived in it. They named the city Dan after their ancestor Dan, who was born to Israel. But the name of the city was formerly Laish. 
Then the Danites set up the idol for themselves. Jonathan, son of Gershom, son of Moses, and his sons were priests to the tribe of the Danites until the time the land went into captivity. So they maintained as their own Micah's idol that he had made as long as the house of God was at Shiloh. Why are they still fucking around with idols? What I like about this is after Samson died and they said everybody was doing right in the eyes of the Lord. And then slowly we're seeing stories. We're actually getting some background. Like this is how it happens. Like this guy had an idol. You thought I thought the Danites were going to fuck him up just for the idol. No, they took the idol for themselves. Yeah. So we're actually finally seeing what happens between judges. We see the progression of their 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 bad behavior. Like finally, that. you would think like this would have happened like earlier on, you know, like yeah, instead some of us being told right. they're acting up. Right. Now we actually see them right. acting right. up. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, and I like the fact that they took the city and they rebuilt it because normally they just laid waste to cities mm-hmm. and left them alone. Do you think they rebuilt that city on rock and roll? <laughs> I think, right. no. I think it, <laughs> it was built originally on rock and oh, roll. okay. They rebuilt it on, like, <laughs> country music. <laughs> <laughs> Yowza. 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 All right, what, what, what are we doing? I've been drinking my whiskey in my pickup truck, and then my dog peed in it, too. And then my <laughs> wife showed up with her lover boy, and I kept drinking whiskey too. You're not listening to that live with a Bible crap, are you, man? Don't make me throw my shoes at you. So, I mean, I don't know, Scott. We've done about an hour of episode now, a little over an hour. I feel like uh, it's good for today. What do you think? Um, We've gotten through Judges 16, 17, and 18. We did three tonight? We did three. Yeah. And we didn't turn into the wrong driveway and got shot by some paranoid homeowner? Not tonight. Nice. They we didn't knock on some some the wrong door looking for our siblings and get, accidentally get shot by some homeowner? And there have been several um, active shooter situations. Yeah. So it's not just like individual shootings, you know? Do you remember that time we accidentally got in someone else's car? I said, oh, shit, we're in the wrong car. We got out of the car and we walked away, but the guy got out of the car and that wasn't enough for him and he shot us both? No. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Something similar to that might have happened. All right. Yeah. But yeah. All right. That's what I'm going to say about that stuff tonight. Yeah. Well, you know what? Things don't happen like that in New York. Oh, wait, they did happen in New York. Oh, did they? Yeah, that one girl that pulled into the driveway. That was in New York? That was like north of Albany. Because that's really not New York. There's stuff north of Albany. Yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> I thought the big wall was there. It's funny. Like, people say, uh, I've been on vacation, you know, in another state, in another country. You meet someone, and you're like, where are you from? And I'll say, like, New York. And then they'll say, me too. And I'm like, really? Where? And they're like, you know, Syracuse. And I'm like, that shit ain't New York. That's It is New York. You, have to, you have to specify, like, yeah. New York State. New York is New York. And New York State's a big state. New York State's very big. Yeah, I mean, it's not Texas big. But it's, it's not big. New Mexico, right? It's not those Western states. We just got tired of like making like small. We were just like fucking give them like all this land. And you know what? It's not big empty states though. Like we actually. Right. Have, you know, not empty. Yeah. Right, Texas might be big, but if you eliminate all the, the wasteland. I mean, Texas, Texas is a bad example because they do have big cities. Wyoming would be a better example. Montana would be a great Talk about example. My next vacation. Where is anything to do in Wyoming? Like, what's the name? Like, a quick, quick. What's good in Wyoming? It's big sky country. Isn't that Montana? 
Oh, yeah, that's Montana. <laughs> Wyoming oh, is Yellowstone. Oh, all right. Isn't that like in four states, though? Like you go to several states? The large, uh, the largest right. portion is in Wyoming. All right. You can do, you know, what you could do if you do that part of the country. You could do like Yellowstone. You could do um, what's in Utah, like the Salt Flats. Oh. You could do... Aren't the Mormons there, though? The Mormons are there. Yeah. But the salt flats aren't where the Mormons are. Uh, I would think not. But the salt flats are super cool. Like, I don't think we own the salt flats anymore. I think Spain actually owns the salt flats. Spain owns them. Like, because like, in this country, we actually sell our land to foreign governments and countries. It's amazing. It's amazing what we'll sell in this country. I mean, we bought Alaska. That's different. No? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I'm struggling at this point. Yeah, we can call it an I'm man. struggling. We can call it an all right. Um, so again, we thank we thank the person who reached out to us on Twitter. That was really nice to hear from you. Um, hopefully, you're still listening by the time you get to episode sixty nine. <laughs> nice. Um, I know you're only in the thirties now, but hopefully, you know you'll you'll get to this. And we thank you tremendously. And again, to everyone else, please, it would be much appreciated. If you also left comments, um, go check out our Patreon. Go check out our Twitter. Um, and uh, fuck everybody. And I'm going to say this before, before you click. Just look at Rusty's change of demeanor for the most part after reading that one piece of feedback. So come on, man. Do it for me, if not for him. They say like music soothes the savage beast. Well, for me, praise and gestures soothe the savage beast. Yeah. Although maybe they they like it when I'm savage, and maybe that's why they're not fucking, you know, commenting. They like to see me fucking freak out. Oh shit! Yeah, it, they they find it funny. One on all, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna I'm gonna thank your dad for sending that really nice message on Twitter to you. 